This is the Pipkin and Turnbull Show. It is January 25th, 2021. I didn't mess it up that time, Jamie. Uh, it is, uh, and this is our 36th episode. And so uh, we got a lot of NFL football to talk about today. But Jamie, bit. what? Uh, tell us everything that we're talking about today. All right, so we're going to go over the AFC and the NFC Championship games from last night. Um, and then we're going to preview Super Bowl 55. And then um, it's now that we're down to the Super Bowl, it's now mock draft season. So we're going to look, um, take a way too early look at mock drafts um, and um, just see uh, what we think on that. So with that, Caleb, uh, championship games last night, what were your um, thoughts walking yeah. away from the games? What do you think we should hit up? Should we hit up NFC or AFC? Where do you want to go first, do you think? But. Let's start NFC. NFC, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had uh, two of the greatest. We had Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady's team, um, <clears throat> and Jamie. I don't know why it took me so long, but I was sitting there on my couch yesterday, and I finally like, I I've made the funny analogy of you know how everybody's like he's like TB twelve, and then yes. I finally was like, oh, TB plays for TB, and I was like. That was so great. And then after that, I, I just put it together yesterday. I was like, oh, man, is that the only reason he went to Tampa Bay? Because if that's the case, that's brilliant. TB going to TV. And then, bringing, Bay. And then bringing the Super Bowl to TB for TB. And the reason they're in the TB is for TB, if you can follow along with that. So um, that's what I was also thinking about. Um, so, yeah, so... <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, it, I, I loved the NFC championship game. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought it, uh, met every expectation of like the hype for it. The only thing that kind of a little bit bummed me out was I just felt like comparatively green Bay's performance compared to, uh, you know, against LA, um, especially just, they just, um, they seem to just be really like you, you know, what you always say, playing not to lose. Yeah. That's what I, I just really felt like, you know, with LA, I felt like they really came to dominate. And then, you know, against Tampa Bay, I felt like, you know, we don't want to lose to Tom Brady. Like, what can we do to make sure that he doesn't get back to Tampa Bay, you know? And so, you know, yeah. I, you know, I had hyped up the O line, and the O line played. De- it wasn't like they played horribly, but it wasn't as a dominant factor as it was the game before. Especially if you yeah. look at their running game, um, I just felt like it was lackluster. Um, they were mm-hmm. able to do, you know, some things, but not in the way that they were against the Rams. So I just I felt like that was one big difference. Um. And, you know, but, you know, credit to Tampa Bay. They didn't let Aaron Rodgers really beat them with his legs and his mobility. Um, they mm-hmm. kind of just forced him to stay in the pocket, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And and look, I, you know, I'm, you know, I, I think Tom Brady's one of the greatest of all time for sure. But I don't think he had one of his greatest of all time performances, you know, with yeah. three interceptions. Um you know, and that's what was interesting about the game because where it ended up, 
Um, they just had a lot more bigger plays. Um, to me, uh, it's, uh, you know, uh, today we aren't really, because we're, we, cause we talked about us not doing the best and worst because it would come out during, you know, what we were talking about. And I would mm-hmm. say my worst from yesterday would be Kevin King's performance. You know, the cornerback, I felt mm-hmm. super bad for him because that was just a horrible, like if you could define, you know, your worst game, um, that mm-hmm. was uh, Kevin King's game. Um, getting beat right before you can't, you know, with eight seconds left, you've got to prevent the touchdown. And you've yep. got, I mean, and and that's, you know, I mean, schemes over the top, like pull him back. I don't know, but he played right up on top of him and let him go right by. And, you know, mm-hmm. Tom Brady's able to look him off and go back, you know, and just easy touchdown before the half. So that was a huge, huge, um, you know, uh, moment in the game. Um, but I'll let you get your first initial thoughts before we get to the last part of this this game. So, uh, watching the NFC Championship game, it solidified something for me that I thought was only me that was thinking this. And then I watched Undisputed this morning, um, and then Skip has the same thoughts as me. So, this game solidified that Aaron Rodgers is, uh, like Skip Bayless said, a phony goat. He's a great regular season quarterback, but when it gets to the time that it matters, what has he done since he won that Super Bowl? And so I I just looked at it like, Tom, the reason in our picks, I picked Tampa Bay because I knew that this Aaron Rodgers was, was going to show up. That this Aaron Rodgers, that it, I don't know like if he's just – done in Green Bay, like if he just doesn't want to be there anymore, it looked like a guy that was playing not to lose. But, you know, like in my my worst, that, that you know, our best of worst of thing was them not going for it down eight. They kicked the field goal instead. You have supposedly one of the best quarterbacks to play and you don't go for it in your in your red zone. And so I, I've had this feeling for a while that Aaron Rodgers is a great regular season quarterback and a below average playoff quarterback. And, and it, just, it just proved it, his performance yesterday. Now, Tom Brady did not have the best game I've ever seen of him. Three interceptions, um, but he did enough to win. You know, he, that was playoff Tom. Um, and he put his team in position, made some excellent throws. His wide receivers made some excellent catches. Um, all in all, great performance by Tampa Bay. Um, but the, the Packers, man, they just, I just don't know, like, you know, when Aaron Rodgers talking about, like, you know, he's got to think about his future and all that stuff, he's going to play next year. I just don't think it's going to be for the Green Bay Packers. He's got three years left on his contract, um, and there's, from what people are saying, there's 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 um, language in the contract that he doesn't necessarily have to fulfill those three years. Um, I would just have to look deeper into that, but I just, you know, 
I felt myself wanting more out of that game. You know, I thought it would be better. Um, but it was a good game, good NFC Championship game. But Brady proved once and for all why he is going to his 10th Super Bowl um, and why he is probably one of, if not the greatest quarterback of all time. That's, I mean, I just, I just yeah. don't know, like, Rodgers to me right now, he, I'm just not, I've never been, like, bought into Aaron Rodgers, I guess. At least in the playoffs. Yeah, and um, my issues, I mean, the thing was, I, I think the best quality of Tom Brady is he capitalizes on the moments he mm-hmm. needs to capitalize on. Um, yeah. And I think he, um, I mean, that's his best attribute. And so that's what's always been hard for me to like, and I think for a lot of people to like say the greatest of all time, because he mm-hmm. he he's been benefited by you know er, especially early on in his career the organization he played for um and that is you know and i and it, he's talented um obviously um but like i said i mean that's like my hesitancy because the numbers and the stats and definitely would say that He's the greatest of all time. But when I, mm. you know, when I think of just performances and where I think Mahomes, you know, if we go back and look at his career, you know, at the end of it, I would more, you know, based on his trajectory at this point. Now that can change very quickly because Mahomes mm. is a lot more mobile than Brady and a little bit, a little bit, you know, fragile at times. You know, and we've seen that season mm-hmm. after season, and I think that would only be his pitfall um, to yep. keeping him on this road to where I would say, like, Mahomes is the greatest of all time, you know? Um, and I think he's, like I said, is on that path just because I think, like, there are so many things that are just unstoppable about his play, you know? And so that's yep. my hesitancy with Brady, but the stats and just – how he's got, you know, he's clearly been the reason that his teams get the Super Bowls is because the moments where he needs to make the play, he does, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that's, you know, and that to me is the greatest thing about him, the greatest thing about a, the legendary players, you know? When yeah. your team needs you the most, you were there to make a play, you know? Um, yeah. And so beyond the talent, whatever else you can say about Tom, that, I mean, you can't you can't beat that legendary place where you you are going to make like we know Tom Brady is going to make the play like we know that if Tom Brady needs to get down the field, he's going to get down the field and give his team an opportunity to get that play. You know, that's what makes him great, Um, you know, but, you know, and then, you know, we talk about Aaron Rodgers. The reason that we call him great is what I was just talking about, just the talent, his throwing ability, his mobility um, is why Mm. we call him great, you know? And so, um, you know, and I think that's what's special about like a Patrick Mahomes is he's showing us that he's like molding those two aspects. Cause if you need a play 
so far from Mahomes, he's been able to deliver a play. You know, yeah. So and I and I and I know it's weird for me to like go to Mahomes, but I'm just saying my explanation why I've always been hesitant to like Tom Brady's the greatest of all time. You know, because mm. there's so many other factors that I play into Tom Brady's legacy. Um, because you know, to me, he's the greatest quarterback who's had some of the greatest offensive lines ever. Like, and and you yeah. all, you know that that factor plays into it. But let's go back to I. I've been going back and forth. You know, I think people are all over Matt Lafleur's decision to 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 get mm-hmm. that field goal. I yeah. I didn't hate it quite as much as other people hated not going for it. I think after the fact, you know, you're like, oh yeah, definitely we should have gone for it. Um, but if if that ticky tack, you know, pass interference call isn't called, they get mm-hmm. a lot of time to get back down there, and so yeah, then you know, like I've always said, do you go back and say, oh man, that was great call to go for the field goal. Now you can go for the win, you know? Cause yeah. I, I'm like with Matt floor, I don't want to, you know, I know at this point overtime would have been a better option, but I don't want to take, but the Buccaneers into overtime, you know? Yeah. And it was, I think it was like a fourth and 12, you know? So it wasn't a, I think if you were any closer, I think you go for it for sure. I, but I think mm. the distance um, is where, you know, you go for that, so I'm not one of those that I'm like, it was horrible. I'm not on that camp. I can see why people are like, why Why don't you go with, you've got Aaron Rodgers, you got Devontae Adams, but to me. And especially because they were his, like this season, I think the biggest part of that that's, that's just got me scratching my head is historically this season, Aaron Rodgers, Adams, Lazard, they've been historically great in the red zone. Like they've scored a lot, yeah, in those situations, yeah. And so I think you put the the trust in in your your quarterback and to go do what he's been doing. Now Tampa Bay's defense, I think, is probably I haven't looked at Pro Football Focus, but they've probably got one of the better defenses in in the NFL, um, probably top five. Um, but up and down top five so, for me. <laughs> <laughs> what I've seen you, him play, you, <laughs> but they yeah. did, they did have a better you, performance for sure, and that yeah. Game. So you got to take that into account, but I still think you know y- you trust your quarterback in that situation to go get the score to get the touchdown. Um, but that was my only thing on that was how great they've been in the red zone. Yeah, like why wouldn't you trust him? In a, the biggest game of your year, why don't you trust Rodgers in that situation to just get you six points? Yeah, you know, I, yeah. It, it was it was odd that game because I also felt like the way Tampa's defense had been playing, I don't know if they felt like they had something drawn up to where they mm-hmm. they felt comfortable enough going for it. You know, like yeah, you hang your hat yeah. on this play, and maybe they should have. I mean, maybe, and then, mm. because, like I said, I mean, I mean, a couple plays before, I mean, Tom Brady, the couple f- other drives, he was looking horrible. I mean, that's my yeah. thing, is like, I didn't feel like Tom Brady had a dominating game. 
he had dominating moments, you know, which which took mm-hmm. him over. And so I, that's why I didn't hate it because when you got to mm-hmm. that point and then all of a sudden on Tampa Bay's last drive to seal the game, I mean, flags were coming out like almost at every other play, you know? Yeah. And in the way, and I do agree that the way that they had not been calling pass interference in that game based on that, I didn't feel like that that would have, should have been called a PI. And then number two, mm-hmm. I don't think it would have been catchable. If King, it wouldn't have even touched him. I don't think that ball is catchable. I think it's overthrown. Um, so uh, that, I mean, that was my problem with, with the PI. Um, so, um, but, you know, and, and then the way Green Bay had kind of been going up and down up to that point, you think that they had a really good shot of going back down. Um, so that's why mm-hmm. I'm on the fence. I think going for because when they went with a field goal, it surprised me. It did surprise me in mm-hmm. the moment, but I didn't hate it because of the way Tom Brady had been playing to that point, the way that offense mm-hmm. had sputtered out. Um, mm-hmm. That's why I I didn't hate that they went for a field goal. And I don't think people mention that. I think people are just getting caught up. You have Aaron Rodgers. Why, why don't you do it? You know? Mm-hmm. And I think – I mean, they almost, I mean, like, if that pass interference isn't called, Jamie, I mean, they get the ball back. I mean, there's a whole different view of this game at that call, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's, I also didn't like that. I didn't like that that duo ended in that call. It's not like it was, technically it wasn't maybe the wrong call, but the ball didn't seem uncatchable to me. And... Mm. And it was him giving a tug, you know. Yeah. And every cornerback gives a tug, but you know, <laughs> poor you know King had been having an awful game, and it was like you know everybody's looking at King had the target on his back that oh like like I said mm-hmm. if you you couldn't have had a worse experience for a cornerback in that you know than King did so uh, yeah feel feeling for him feeling for him for sure uh, yeah but. Yeah, and but you know it is really cool to see that this is the first time that you know uh, NFL team gets to host a Super Bowl like in their home. Pl- you know they get to go have a home game. Mm-hmm. I think that is pretty neat. And Raymond James yeah. Stadium is such a cool place, anyways. And so I think it's going to be yep. a fun Super Bowl. And and it's something mm-hmm. like we had talked about. I mean, regardless, Rogers or Brady. I was I was really hoping for Rodgers and Mahomes because the play style is a lot more similar. Um but yeah. it's exciting to see Brady and Mahomes. It really is. Um, yeah. And so yeah, it, it was I liked the NFC Championship just because um I I think I see where you're coming from where you were expecting more from it, I think. Mm-hmm. But I liked it for the fact that there were like a lot. I like a game with a lot of turnovers. I like a game where yeah. it's like, you know, it's it's undecided until the last couple minutes, you know. So that's yeah. that's why I kind of liked it. So uh, I will uh, going over to the AFC uh, Jamie the championship game. What are your thoughts? Oh man! All right. So I I just I'm I'm ready. First, what else does Patrick Mahomes have to do 
to finally stop being compared to other people. Because, like, it, leading up to this game, it was Josh Allen is at Patrick Mahomes' level, if not better. Okay. Um, that, that proved to be a lie last night. Um, and so it just made me start looking at all the ways the media and the talking heads, which is what we are, are now, uh, have tried to discredit the Chiefs all season. They made up a stat, basically it was like, well, Patrick Mahomes leads the league in dropped interceptions. What does that even mean? Like, it, it, it's... It's so it's so funny because we they try to discredit this Chiefs team in hilarious fashion and only to watch them still win. You know, this game this <laughs> I was watching this game and the Buffalo came out, you know, early and were they got nine points thanks to that Mecole Hardman uh dropped punt. Um I still I've said it all season. He does not need to be back there, put Pringle back there, because Hardman's been a liability back there all season. But, so, to me, this game felt like our freshman year in football, where we were the scout team against the varsity, and we got beat every single play. We got destroyed every single play. This game proved once and for all this season, at least this season, that the Bills are not on the Chiefs' level. They didn't need to be in that ball game. You know, hats off to them for winning the NFC East. Hats off to them for being in the AFC Championship for the first time in 25 years. But they're not at the Chiefs' level, and there's not many left in the NFL, period, that are on the Chiefs' level. And the Chiefs proved that yesterday. I don't even know what more needs to be said. Like, that, it was a good game, and the Bills hung around. But the Chiefs just, you know, they're just different. They're built different. And that's what this game showed. You know, whenever they won, I wasn't even excited. Like, I was excited, but, like, I wasn't, you know, I was in tears last year. This year, it was just expected. Like, this, this, they're going to win. There's nothing else to say about that. They're going to win. And we're going to go to Tampa Bay. You just felt that all season. You know, even when the Steelers were, you know, the the favorites in the AFC, and was like, well, they're going to, they went 11 and 0 and then you know who's going to stop them and then they got dispatched easily i'm still sitting here like the chiefs are the best team in this conference and they proved it last night and now all the talking heads are just kind of quiet because it's like what else do we have to say what else does this team like what else can we say the chiefs aren't you know cuz leading up to this game it was um, they're they're winning close games. They're not they're not um, blowing teams out. They're not winning by enough. And now it's they put up a double digit win against what was supposed to be a better team. And it just 
just entertaining to me. Um, the game was good. It was it was a good game, um, but it was it, it was expected. You know, um, the one thing that I am worried about is our offensive line is depleted. Uh, uh, Fisher um, looks like he tore his Achilles last night, um, so our left tackle is down. Our right tackle is now um, Swartz. He hasn't played months because of a bad back. Um, and then we've got some fill-in guys in the middle. Um, that against Tampa Bay's defense, that that defensive line is something else. But um, so I wish we'd have got out a little more healthier. But uh, I don't. Know. I just I just don't know what else this this Chiefs offense, this Chiefs team has to prove. I I really don't. You know they're. Like the debate, you know, is Mahomes better than this guy? Is Mahomes better than this guy? Is Mahomes like what else? Who else does he have to beat at this point? Right. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, and I mean, ever since you know, I've, I mean, ever since Mahomes started the Chiefs, like I've always, like I've already, I've already put definitely the Hall of Fame jacket on him. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. he is something that. Um, that I've never never seen before, uh, because yeah. without him, the Chiefs aren't 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 here. I mean, no. Uh, I mean, and that's that. You know, even and what else was impressive about him last night was, I I still I felt like his mo he doesn't have his mobility back previous to whatever mm-hmm. happened in the Cleveland game. So that was another yeah. impressive aspect to me was he really beat him in the pocket, you know, mm-hmm. so he can beat you in, a, in aspects of the game, which, which I, you know, already felt like then, then nobody else in this league right now can, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, and I think, you know, that, Part of part of the reason at times, I I think we forget too that, and and I like the fact that you know Jim Rance and Tony Romo definitely highlighted this every time was, you know they're getting teams' best shots this year. I mean you're going against mm-hmm. the reigning Super Bowl champion, you know the best, and what they were mm-hmm. able to do in those circumstances and to just really just stay as a team. You know this is an organization that. Um, that that every player is bought into getting two in a row. Like every single yeah. player has been, and that's another impressive aspect of this team. Um, you know that you, that you could claim. I mean, I feel like with all the circumstances around everything, I think this is even a harder year to get to the Super Bowl. Even though that they had, um, maybe in the games that the, I don't know, I, you know the the you know still looking back the browns game it was it was interesting to see what was happening in that you know environment uh but uh but you know um i feel like i just i didn't understand the bills completely imploding in the red zone when they were the best red zone team going into this game you know, yeah, and then settling for those field goals. Every time they picked them on, I was like, the field goals don't matter. They, yeah. you know, if you take if you convert 
you know, those field goals that they had in the red zone and the touchdowns, this is a much different looking game. Yeah. You know? Um, And so I, um, I also felt like Allen needed to use, I mean, he had opportunities to use his legs a lot more than he did because the times he Mm -hmm. did do it, he was really successful. And I think that was something he had to do to get this chiefs team off balance. But um, the thing that stuck out to me the most was I think this was the best. This was um, when I've watched the chiefs this year, the coverage was probably at their best in this game um, because the yeah. chiefs just being able to rush for and everybody cover because I mean, Allen, Allen had all day at times, you know, but you, mm-hmm. you, you look at the replay downfield, they're, they're covering their, you know, their butts off on those wide receivers. I mean, yeah. there, there isn't a throwing spot. And I think a lot of people are, well, why did, why does it throw it, you know, throw it, but there's nothing to throw through when your coverage is that good. And when, um, yeah. you know, and like we said, I've been waiting for playoff Clark and during that second half, he started to show up. And so once, yep, two once, once playoff Clark starts to show up, I mean, and then Okafor got involved. Um, like mm-hmm. I still think it's hilarious that he threw the, you know, out, get that sack and that whole scuttle happened. It's, it was like, I know what you said, petty. I was just laughing. It just made me laugh yeah. when he beamed him in the head with the ball. And so, like, nobody saw that until replay. Like, why Why is Oka first? Well, yeah, he beamed him in the head with the football, you know. So That was probably Allen's most accurate pass of the night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I the It's just if the, the Chiefs are just so explosive, that you can't, you have to make quick adjustments against them. And that's what they mm-hmm. failed to do um, in the second and third quarters. Uh, because yeah. at that point, their explosiveness, I mean, they they were having whatever they wanted at that point in those two quarters. Because by the time the fourth quarter came around, I felt like the, you know, number one, I think the Chiefs started winding it down for sure. But I, I do think the Bills, you know, finally started to get some pressure and things like that, started to be able to do some things on defense. Um, but uh yeah, I I I yeah, I've I've never I don't understand. Mahomes is the best quarterback in this in the NFL right now. Um and there's mm-hmm. no and I've I've never questioned that. Uh what I did say and I what I still do think is I didn't think Josh, I think what surprised everybody was we weren't sure that Josh Allen could get to a level to be your franchise guy, to be impactful in a game. Um, And that was the transition in this season uh, for Allen. Um, And I think the Bills and and the Mafia um, have a lot to build on. Um, And I think they'll be back uh, because they've got a lot of strong pieces to be back. Um, yeah. And so, and especially in a bills division where the other teams are kind of rebuilding, but my, you know, the bills and Miami game, I think in the future are going to be great games. Um, those are yeah. going to be fighting for that division. Um, and yeah. Uh, but yeah, in no way, uh, yeah. I mean, 
in no way could you ever put uh, Allen before Mahomes or whatever, you know? Um, mm. And, uh, yeah, uh, I, that was kind of my biggest disappointment is just imploding. The Bills kind of imploding in the red zone. Um, yeah. And so, obviously, when the Bills got out to a 9-0 lead, um, you know, I mean, that was just like, you know, the – when the chiefs get like kind of excited, I don't know. The weird thing was they've done this where like, it's looking really bad. You know, Kelsey's dropping balls, like things aren't hitting right when it's nine zero. And so you're just like, okay, come on guys, come on guys. You know? And then once they do, it's, it's over, you know? And so then they just keep scoring, keep scoring until they start winding things down. Um, and Mm. then, then, you know, uh, um, the only times I've ever questioned the chiefs is sometimes, you know, the play calling sometimes, but like last night, I mean, second and third quarter, you can't play call any better than what they did, you know? Yep. Um, and then on the other side, they were just looking for the big play way too much. And I was like, you have, you've got to start just chunking it down the field. You've got to start getting five yeah. and seven, you, Allen's got to start taking off, but he like it. They wanted to have a big play. Like they felt like we mm-hmm. have to match them big play for big play. And you can't, you just, you've got to, to take, you've got to take these five to seven yards to get down the field. And that's yeah. the adjustment that I felt like the bills weren't making in that game. So, yeah. And not, and not, you know, not to go back to the NFC championship, but I felt like at the end, that's what Rogers was doing as well. He was just going for chunks instead of just ding and dunking. Just just five yards. You yeah. Know, heck, three three yards. Get something because you're just airing it out and then yeah. it's incomplete. And now you're looking at second and ten. Yeah. I was telling that to my wife and my sister. Like, why is he just going for chunks? Yeah. And I felt the same way in the AFC Championship. Allen was just wanting a big, big play. And it's like... They're not going to give that to you yeah. right now. Well, it's, they're they're wanting you to it's run. It's part of play calling yeah. though, too, Jamie. I mean, you yeah. You look at some of those replays. There's got there's two verticals, and then you've got one guy running a like a fifteen and in. Like mm-hmm. I like they did that number. I'm like, you can't do that. You have got to start mixing no. it up. You've got to do some drags, yep. some slants, because their slant routes were pretty successful. And I felt like T.J. Yeldon. Yes was having he he didn't have like huge success but he was having success running the ball um him and Beasley yeah. were having success in the middle of the field I don't see why they went away from yeah. that you know and so yeah a lot of that's on McDermott like you know and whoever calls the uh plays for the Bills like you just got to got you got to the Chiefs were not going to let them they weren't going to let Diggs get get behind them yeah. You know, and that's why Diggs only had 77 yards. That's not, it's not happening. Yeah. So go to the middle of the field, get, get you some stuff just in the middle and then the Chiefs could start playing up and then maybe you could get a chunk play. But yeah. I don't know. They just, they, they were wanting a lot of points in quick fashion and teams get like that when they're down, especially in a game like that. Um, you know, so I get it, but um, I think a little more experience for these Buffalo Bills, and they're definitely back. Yeah, this is a this is a soon to be Super Bowl team. Yeah, and they just need to get the experience of this game. Yeah, 
And you know what? I mean, I myself, I mean, after, you know, after, you know, I thought it was very so awesome that I want it for the Bills fans to be able to get back eventually, you know, whatever that looks back, you know, because, you know, they what I thought was cool was, you know, Lamar had the concussion in the game. And then they, you know, the fans donated a ton of money to his charity. And yeah. I was like, yeah. you know, the Mafia squad, I mean, remind me a lot of Chiefs fans. You know, they're loyal to mm-hmm. whatever. They are loyal to a T, mm-hmm. to however horrible their team looks like. They are loyal. That is our team, Ooh. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, when you see, like, a fan base like that, like, for me, I kind of want it for him, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because – you know, I mean, obviously this year, I mean, you, you know, but I mean, they, I mean, they, they are out cold, whatever blizzards they're out there supporting mm-hmm. their Buffalo bills, you know, and I think, yeah. um, you know, just for their fan base, I'd like to see them, you know, eventually make it back. So, uh, but, yeah. um, but yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah, I, I saw that graphic and I laughed too, um, the one I think you put it on your Facebook. I don't know what analyst it was that picked Josh Allen over Mahomes. Um, I like in the wide receiver. You know, I was like, yeah, know, I would, I would say. I mean, to that point, I was like, you gotta put like a check monitor in the Buffalo's defense. You know, and whatever the other two were, <laughs> he picked like the Chiefs' defense, and I forget what the other one, but it was funny to me. Um, what yeah. he, you know, but yeah. I mean, yeah, I've never seen, um, you know, I mean, there's there's talent for the Chiefs, which everybody sees, but there's quarterbacks who's had that talent, like, you know, um, you know, with Smith and then Henny, you know, when you see Henny and some of these other guys, like the talent is still on the field, you know, when mm-hmm. these other quarterbacks play with this talent. But then you put Patrick Mahomes in the mix and it's just something – that we've never seen before you know he he elevates the people around him yeah that's that's what people are missing is he elevates them like his 2018 um year that was his first year starting and he made chris conley who alex smith couldn't ever connect with i think when when alex and conley were um both uh playing for the chiefs um conley had like one touchdown and Alex in 2018 made Chris Conley look good. Yeah. And then he went and got a good size contract with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and we haven't heard from him since. Yeah. Now a lot of that is because Jacksonville has not had a good quarterback, but like he he's made and uh, Albert Wilson is another guy that Mahomes just made look good, and so everyone's just like automatically assumes that Tyree he's only good because of Kelsey and Hill. It's like, well, they're both good, but you have to have a good quarterback to be able to make them look good, who in return yeah. make him look good. I mean, the only weapons before Mahomes' era that we talked about was Kareem Hunt and Travis Kelsey. You weren't, yeah. you, you, we all, I mean, even me, I didn't know what this wide receiver core was. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, like for me, I thought that that may be their biggest hindrance, you know? And then Mahomes enters in and makes, you know, Tyreek Hill, which he should be. I mean, I mean, like Tyreek really is a cheetah, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And so, but, but Mahomes is able to make the passes that, that, 
elevates Tyreek's routes because Tyreek's routes yeah. take forever, but they're explosive. Mm-hmm. Like the whole yeah. Bumblebee or Wasp route, like that takes time. Like a lot of jet chip wasp. Yeah, jet whatever the wasp, whatever it was. <laughs> like the, the routes that Tyreek's takes takes time, and then you need somebody mm-hmm. with an incredible arm to get it to him. Yep, that's Mahomes. You know, and yep. yeah, and to me, what's most special about this win and his performance was he was doing it with just his arm. You know, he didn't have yep. the the mobility like he had and that's what makes him so special you know so um Mm -hmm. so you know in two weeks where you know i'm hoping that you know his turf whatever whatever is like hurting him hopefully that'll start even getting better you know um but yeah the chiefs defense steve spagnola always getting them ready in the right time they're starting to turn it on um you know, so we can go a little bit uh, preview into Super Bowl Fifty Five. What are your initial thoughts of that, Jamie? Oh man, so this is this is a game that I I feel like is going to be great. Um, you know, Mahomes and Brady they're two and two against each other. Um, and so you know, Brady beat Mahomes um, two times his first year starting, and Mahomes has beat Brady both times since. Um, and so. I feel like this is could be one of the best Super Bowls ever. Um, but, you know, Brady's going to have to play better than he played yesterday. He's going to have to play. Um, you're not going to be able to turn the ball over three times like he did. Because the Chiefs offense will make you pay if you, th- if you turn the ball over three times. If, if you – if Brady – Brady is going to have to play – probably one of the most perfect games of his career because if he t- if he if Brady plays like he did yesterday against this Chiefs um team it's going to get ugly. It's going to look like Tampa Bay when we played them in Tampa Bay the this season the regular season because you know Tyreek Hill might put up 200 yards in the first quarter against you again. You if if Tom Brady's going to have any chance against this Chiefs team it's you can't you cannot throw three interceptions against this Chiefs team because the offense will not turn the ball over like like that. You know, and Mahomes will make you pay. And so I think this could be one of the better Super Bowls we've seen. One thing that's intriguing to me is who was the defensive coordinator for the Giants when they beat Tom Brady? Steve Spagnolo. And so I, if there's anybody that knows how to frustrate Tom and to get put his defense in a position to win a game in a big situation like this, it's Steve. Yeah. And so I'm excited for that matchup. And so I think this this could potentially be one of the better Super Bowls we've seen in a long time. Yeah. I yeah. I mean. I think the the reason the I agree with you the the reason I'm hesitant is just the like you said the past two games Saints and Green Bay it wasn't the most impressive outing for Tom Brady you know I mean yeah. getting the job done that's why I say keep yes. going back to moments when you need something mm-hmm. Tom Brady's there so that's yep. 
obviously what you need in the NFL. Uh, but, um, you know, you know, talking about Steve Spagnola making that reference, I think that's what's so important to, to finally get Clark and Okafor and all these guys, Chris Jones going, uh, because if you think back to that Super Bowl, you think Michael Strahan, Jason Pierre-Paul, um, they those that front four are what got to Brady that game, you know, and yep. that's and that's what's interesting about how they move forward, you know, is they have to rely on that front four to get pressure, you know, because you yeah. need everything else back in coverage. Um, one of the things I think going into the Tampa Bay game, um, which is interesting, is you know Levante David and Devin White, uh, the two linebackers for Tampa Bay, um, played incredible um, in the Green Bay game. I mean, those two guys are the center. I mean, uh, you know, linebackers always are, but these the the reason that makes these this combination so special is I don't know if I've seen like better you know, coverage linebackers, you know, they yeah. really help in the pass game. Um, there to me, um, that's what, you know, I, I think Terrell Suggs, Ray Lewis, I think about their rushing, their tackling, um, that impact, you know, but this is like the first duo that I can really think that they have major impacts in the passing game. Um, and that's yeah. what I was kind of, I was like, well, what makes Levante David so special? What makes Devin white so special? It's their coverage. And especially for Levante David, I mean, he is, he is always in the right spot. Like he is like, mm -hmm. like we talk about with the greats, like, you know, at the end of a play, they're always in frame, like in camera frame. Yeah. These guys are always in on, on the tackles. They are always in the right spots. Mm -hmm. Um, and so mm -hmm. I'm interested in that. What does that mean for, um, you know, the chiefs offense when you've got, you know, linebackers that can get into coverage, you know, those two guys helping and cover, you know, Travis Kelsey, you know, because I see a lot of DBs trying to play that role. Does that free up the DBs a little bit for Tampa Bay against a Tyree kill and McCole, you know, Hardman? You know, and so that's mm -hmm. what makes the Tampa Bay defense so interesting. And I think Tampa's got a pretty solid front, you know, with Indomitian Sue and Pierre Paul, you know, you know, mm -hmm. going back to that Super Bowl. Um, you know, you look at T Tampa Bay and they're, you know, Mike Evans and, and listen, God, Godwin's game was incredible. I mean, Godwin mm -hmm. really was the difference maker for them on that. And so, um, mm -hmm. and, and and what are the Chiefs, you know, in coverage because they had Stephon Diggs, but I don't think any other weapon really scares you. Like like Godwin, I think Godwin and Mike, especially Mike Evans, is such a tougher matchup, especially Evans' side because yeah. Evans is just a faster tight end. Like he's just a fat. That's yeah. that's his size, you know. Uh, yeah, but yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I had all, and I still feel this way. I felt like any AFC team coming out of the championship were better than the NFC teams. And I still feel like that. Mm -hmm. I think overall, I still, I still like the chiefs over Tampa Bay. Um, just yeah. because I mean, you know, it's, it's, 
it's it's you can't you know you can't have you, you know if the Chiefs get up on you like score on you it's I've never seen teams to be able to rally against that when they put were able to get to that point where they're starting to pour it on you know yeah um and you know I I think I think they are going to have to get some type of running game going. I think they're going to have to use Hilaire or hopefully get Le'Veon Bell back or something um, to yeah. help, you know, um, to just just help start wearing. I think part of when you don't have a running game, you can't start wearing out the front seven of Tampa Bay. So then Tampa Bay can just get comfortable and just keeping their coverage on Kelsey and some of the other tight ends. And then you just stay in coverage and just get comfortable and you don't tire out that front or, you know, yeah. make them aware of any type of running game. But, you know, losing Eric Fisher is huge. Um, yes. It's, 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 it's a huge factor because, um, you know, I, I don't correct me if I'm wrong, Jamie, but the when I watch Fisher play, I feel like he's their best lineman. You know, I feel yeah. like, and especially, Definitely. you know, losing your best lineman and your best lineman's your left tackle, <laughs> your, your yep. blind side. So uh, that's yep. a, that's a major factor in this game, you know? Um, yep. But what are, what does it mean to you for Mahomes and the Brady matchup? Man, it's, it's, you know, this is when we talk about like, just, to go to go to basketball real quick, when we talk about who's better, LeBron or Michael, you know, and it's just like, well, you've got people that say LeBron, you've got people that say that Michael, um, but we'll never know because they never played against each other. For me, this is the LeBron versus Michael Jordan story. Like who, at, whenever in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, we're talking about the best quarterbacks of all time. Yeah. Who's better, Brady or Mahomes? And we've now, this will be the fifth time. Like I said, they're two and two. You know, Brady's won twice, Mahomes won twice. How fitting could it be that it ends in this game? Yeah. You know, say Brady retires, and it's either going to be he's up one against Mahomes, he's three and two against Mahomes, or Mahomes is three and two against Brady. Yeah. Like how fitting would that be? And yeah. I, it's just, it's, it's such a great matchup yeah. and I love it. Cause if, if Tampa Bay does win, I mean, Brady kind of leaves no doubts and he can kind of leave. Yeah. He could retire. I don't know if he retires, if he loses, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, I mean, and, and plus, I mean, Brady could show that he did it without, you know, Bill or the Patriots, you know, if he does end up winning, you know, what else do you really have to prove? I mean, you, you did what Peyton Manning did, you know, winning one for the, you know, two different organizations, you know? Yeah. Um, so, um, I, I think, yeah, I, I think there's a lot, you know, when we think about what we think of them in the future, this game does have a lot, uh, because if, mm-hmm. if, Mahomes does win and Brady does lose. And then like we talked about where we think Mahomes future will be at, we can easily say, well, Mahomes ended up beating Brady, you know, but then it always comes into questions. Well, you never did get past a Brady team. You know, that will always be on Mahomes. And even, even the 2018, the AFC championship, you never, 
did beat a Brady team. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, yeah. So, I mean, there there is, you know, this legacy talk on the line for both guys. Um, yeah. I think, I think even more so than yesterday, a lot of people said, well, whose legacy is most in damage? Um, and y- there's, you could probably Aaron Rodgers was maybe the top one. Um, but even mm-hmm. still, I didn't feel like, like, like legacy changing, you know, games, you know, um, mm-hmm. but this one kind of feels like that, you know, because it really does feel like, you know, everybody's like Tom Brady's the goat. And then everybody looks at Mahomes and being like, well, like this dude though, <laughs> this dude's going to change yeah. everything. This dude is changing everything about the game, you know? And yeah. Andy Reid and the play calling is kind of changing everything about the game, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's 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 going to be fun. It, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I wanted a Rodgers, Mahomes, um, just because, yeah, of my not favorite Tom Brady being there. Um, yeah. It is exciting. It is exciting to think of it in that term. Um, yeah. And, hey, at least it's not the Patriots back in it. At least he's in a different jersey. So. <laughs> Yeah. I, I can at least I, I can at least appreciate that more that I don't have to watch the Patriots again on another Super Bowl, um, yeah. <laughs> um, and seeing Tom and Belichick together, so I don't have to see that combo, um, yeah. you know. Uh, so, uh, did you have any other thoughts, or do you want let's go on to our mock draft? Let's go to mock draft, yeah. man. Uh, we we were we're gonna have like a couple weeks to talk about Super Bowl and all that, so uh, we'll we'll move on for for right now. Yeah. So, you know, the reason we didn't do best and worst this week was me me and Jamie. I mean, we really focus on football a lot and NBA. Mm-hmm. Nothing's real. I mean, besides the Cavs beating the nets um being a big storyline you know that you know there really mm. really wasn't a best so we we cut out the best and worst of because what i found interesting is now we can start looking really looking at the draft coming up and that's kind yes. of exciting to me uh because there's a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of like quarterbacks going to be taken in this draft and it's going to be a lot of the landscape is going to start uh looking different uh for teams so um, mm-hmm. The one that me and Jamie are using today is NFL.com. Um, the writer and the, the person who making the um, mock draft is Daniel Jeremiah. Um, and he published this January 22nd. And so, um, you know, um, obviously, you know, me and you had been going back and forth. So my question to you, Jamie, is, where where is your level at with Trevor Lawrence at this point? Uh, Trevor Lawrence, man, he um he's obviously the best the better quarterback in this uh draft, um, you know, and he's a clear clear number one overall pick. Um, I see him having um hopefully you know an injury for a year his rookie year, but something on the on the similar lines of um Joe Burrow. Um, you know, he's gonna, he's definitely, the Jaguars are going to look different. Yeah. Um, I, I, the Jaguars will pick him there there. I don't think there's any debate with that. That's, it's kind of like, um, Colts with luck and lions with uh, Stafford. Like this is, this is the number one pick, you know, everything two to 
32 are the ones that we're questioning, but um, the Jaguars are going to pick Trevor Lawrence. Um, it's it, it's just so you got all you got a little bit clear. off of the Justin Fields bandwagon for that. I watched because um, I love doing mocks, and I'm I'm going to do my own um, for the show. Um, so I wanted to really break down um, Justin Fields. So I watched some highlights, looked at some numbers, looked at some numbers when uh, he was in Georgia, and then I just kind of looked and just broke it all down. And no, he he's um, I tend to be agreeing with Daniel Jeremiah because um, when does he have him going uh, seventh to the Lions? I would agree with that, um, especially with Stafford wanting out now, um, them agreeing to mutually part ways. If the Lions can grab fields at seven, I feel like that would be a good pick for them. Um, but no, um, there was a little bit of question there um, just uh, because I like his mobility but um uh no Lawrence is I don't think he's a generational talent like everyone's talking about um but I can see why he's the number 1 pick why he he's he's the guy that's going to be in Jacksonville um and with Urban Meyer going to be the head coach there um you know Jacksonville is not going to like be in the Super Bowl next year. It's it's just not going to happen. Um, but this is a five win team. I feel during Trevor Lawrence's rookie year, you know how they build around him is what's going to matter yeah. at the end of the day. And so, um, but yeah, Trevor Lawrence, um, that that's going to be the number one pick. Um, it's it's clear, just like like I said, Luck, Stafford. Lawrence yeah. like it's just it's it's the obvious pick at that yeah. at number one and, and what I think I find interesting for the Jaguars it's it's you know it's it's only been four years removed I think since they were in the AFC championship um, mm-hmm. and so to me that's what makes Jackson feel interesting is because I feel like they've got some of that talent still lingering there in Jacksonville mm-hmm. um, so how like what is the timeline for the turnaround look like you know and i do think uh trevor lawrence um yeah i i think he's unquestionably to me uh like once again like an andrew luck definitely comparable to andrew luck you know um the number one guy um for them you know what other thing what i think is interesting about this is the pick at number four you know, mm-hmm. um, is, you know, dumb potent, the Falcons potentially picking up Trey Lance. Um, mm-hmm. you know, Trey Lance plays for North Dakota state. Um, and I actually, I actually like him over Zach Wilson. Um, but to okay. me, the bigger question is, um, is, you know, if they go at four, like, because I mean, you know, you're looking at Matt Ryan, like, that's what's crazy to me is yeah. like the Matt Ryan eras could, you know, start, start coming to an end. Uh, but I also look at the mm. Falcons pick. Um, I think that pick could also be a little bit of trade, uh, trade possibilities at number four. Um, and I know yeah. for sure. Um, what does it say? The lions he's expected for a lions to make a change or something. Or yeah, or like a, a trade to get into or something for Justin Fields, um, but mm-hmm. 
I don't know. It it's kind of like what you've been saying all season long. They are, they are the best uh, losers in the NFL this year. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, because mm-hmm. they lost a lot of games where they clearly should have won. I mean, clearly yeah. this is not a like losing squad. Now, probably I, I no. would be looking at you know defensive first. I mean, before I start making changes, you know, looking at Matt Ryan, you know. Uh, because that's where the Falcons truly failed this year. Just any type of defensive, um, any type of intensity. Like I never felt like when I watched the Falcons yeah. that I saw like defensive intensity. And you know, I mean, that's the thing when you're trying to to make a difference at you know the front or any type of defensive scheme. You know, they've got to start going early. But unlike last year, there aren't really guys that stand out on the defensive front like like chase young was last year so maybe that's yeah. what they're feeling like if we can get our guy that we like for the future and just wait on a couple of years to get him ready let's just go ahead since there's really nobody on the defensive side that we like so maybe that's yeah. the thought process for the falcons right now if I'm the Falcons, I um I don't go quarterback. I I I give I give Ryan another year, um and I maybe look at Patrick Sertan, um I maybe look look at Patrick Sertan or I look at Gregory um Russo from Miami or heck even Kyle Pitts. If you want to get um Ryan another um target, get, go get Kyle Pitts. Or if you want to sure up that de- um that defense. Go Gregory Russo from he's a defensive end from Miami, or go Sertan, cornerback from Bama. Like I don't feel like Ryan has showed a decline. I think the team as a whole has declined, but like Ryan, I still f- can play at a high level. You know he needs Julio to be healthy. He needs Ridley to be consistent. Get him a tight end or get him get that defense something a good player that they won't be giving up these leads, you know? And so I, I feel like Trey Lance at four, I don't really like that. And I, I definitely wouldn't um, take quarterback right now. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm the Falcons. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, because I think I, th- I mean, Trey Lance is, I, I think Trey Lance is going to be, I think he's, the, the problem is we don't have as much tape on him because I don't think they played no. or anything like that. I liked, you know, the years before what I saw from Trey Lance. Um, that's his kind of biggest downfall, but his size, mobility, um, that's that's why I kind of like Trey Lance. Um, but, I mean, moving down into the second round, and once you get out of these first-round quarterbacks – You've got quarterbacks that had a lot of success at the college level, like a Mac Jones mm-hmm. or like, you know, um, oh, uh, Ellinger. Yeah. Ellinger. Um, you got uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle Trask. Trask. That's it. I was trying to remember Florida's quarterback, uh, Kyle Trask. So, um, but yeah, you've got, you've got a lot of quarterbacks, um, this this year which is going to be very interesting mm-hmm. uh because there's there's a lot of quarterback play needed on several teams um like i even like mentioned my Steelers like 
do you go in the second round after one of these quarterbacks, which I think you do, um, just who, who is that quarterback going to be? Um, yeah. You know, um, you know what's... Nah, just his, you guys just hit your wagon to uh, yeah. Haskins. It'll be okay. Right. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> they're really... Um, what's also interesting, um, I don't see any running backs so far being projected. We got a lot of cornerbacks going, a lot of wide receivers. Um, to me, mm-hmm. that's what's interesting about the NFL, how it's changed over the years, is it's becoming mm-hmm. more and more wide receiver heavy. Um, which in the past, which I would have said, there's no way you take a wide receiver in the first round. But just yeah. the way that the NFL is changing, I'm also having to change my idea on that, you know, um, because uh, it's now becoming, you know, running back. You can get a special running back, you know, at any at any round, you know. Um, and so far right now, mm. there are no uh, running backs uh, being predicted What's interesting to me um, is Devontae Smith from Alabama, um, what what he brings to the table. Um, the first mm-hmm. wide receiver in this is Jamar Chase um, uh, from BYU, um, mm-hmm. which I don't know if I necessarily disagree with. I mean, numbers-wide, Devontae Smith had, uh, as a collegiate wide receiver, probably the best year as a wide receiver for Alabama. Um, but you know, I think you do have to question Devonte's size. I mean, he really, he really is a slim reaper. I mean, he really looks like he's got toothpicks for legs, you know? And so, I mean, do you, I, that's what makes it interesting. I, I feel like, um, that's what makes him going to Philadelphia where I feel like, you know, you need something more sure, you know? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to like process my thought about that, but I would feel like, 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 uh, like it. It's a little bit of a risk to go after Devonte Smith. Not that I don't think he's not an NFL or shouldn't go in the first round, but I think you mm. question just like how is his frame, like his body frame, going to translate to the NFL? You know. Yeah. Um, and so. Which would be a risky pick for Philadelphia, um, to me. Uh, mm. But you know, is that part of the reason? You know, are they thinking they're gonna get Wentz out and they want Jalen Hurts, who maybe fam- you know familiar with um, Devontae Smith, uh, get those two duos going? If that's the case, then Miami should think. I think Miami would be in a better position to get Devontae over Philadelphia. Um, when you talk yeah. about you know, if you want. Because, I mean, Tua threw a national championship winning touchdown to Devontae Smith, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. So um, if you want that type of chemistry, it's it's kind of there for you. Um, yeah. And, you know. Col- Colts did that with Luck. When they when the Colts drafted Luck, and like the second round or third round, they drafted his tight end. And they had great chemistry um, for the years that they were together in Indianapolis. Yeah. So, like, why not get your quarterback someone that he's familiar with? Yeah. You know, so I would definitely, if I'm the Dolphins, I would definitely be looking at Smith. Yeah. So I think, I think once you get to combine, that's what's going to be interesting to see what wide receiver Miami really wants, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, anything else that sticks out to you, Jamie? 
Um, you talked about running backs. Um, Travis, I can never say his name right. Atini, Atani, uh, the running back from Clemson. They he's got him mocked at twenty three to the Jets. Now you you very much don't go running back in in the first round. I mean, I kind of see. I feel like at twenty three, that's a luxury pick for the Jets. Like you know, yeah. that's that's a running back that you you know you need playmakers, yeah. and so would you take Travis at twenty three? I just think you, if you're the Jets, you've got so many other needs. Yeah, because I like Clyde Edwards Hilaire, but if you look mm-hmm. at his if you look at his season as a whole, and I know he was injured, but could you have found another Clyde Edwards Hilaire in a different round? Yeah. I think you can. Do because do the Chiefs go Clyde Edwards Hilaire if Damian Wilson doesn't opt out though? Yeah, I mean that we didn't have we didn't have Levy on at that time. Yeah. Our running back that won us helped win us the Super Bowl opts out. We needed a running back. Yeah, I mean so, I go back to the later rounds that they were still mm-hmm. there. I'd have to go back and look at the, to me, to me running backs. And especially if, if a guy um, like Najee Harris, isn't looking like he's going to be a first rounder. If Najee mm-hmm. Harris is available in the second round, do you even, do you contemplate the jets contemplate trading out of that first pick? to get more on the back end, to get more picks on the back end. And to me, I think that would be something they should really, because Travis Etienne is a great running back, um, you know. um, But like I said, there are so many other, this I'm more looking at it like what are the Jets needs? Because I didn't mind what the Chiefs did. They had a pick. They want, they wanted, they needed a running back, right? Like you were saying, but mm-hmm. so you wanted the best possible for your team. So you just go, you go mm-hmm. get Clyde Edwards Lair because it fits in your system. That makes yeah. sense for a chiefs team, but you're talking about a New York jets team that has to overhaul almost seemingly besides some defensive pieces. You almost have mm-hmm. to overhaul their entire team. So if you take your 23rd pick and you get more picks on the back end in the second and third rounds, Etienne is good and he is first round talent, but there's other running backs that have first round talent to me in a second and possibly, possibly third round. Possibly. Yeah. Um, I think, um, see, I, I, I'm okay with going running backs um, in the first round. But the very next pick, according to this mock, is um, Tevin Jenkins to the Steelers. He is an offensive tackle from Oklahoma State. I feel like that the Jets could wait and go offensive tackle for if they do go quarterback with their first pick. um, They go offensive tackle with 23. Wait until the second round because you're picking, um, what is it, 30? 23rd. They're picking twenty or thirty thirty fourth okay, yeah. in the second yeah, round. Early pick. Is ETN still there? 
to maybe does does Jacksonville go ETN? If they don't, you still could end up with ETN if that's your guy. Yeah. You know, go quarterback, offensive tackle, running back. You have now three major pieces that the Jets need. You have now secured those three pieces for the future, for four years. Those are your guys that you can build around. Yeah. You know, so if if I'm the Jets, that's my plan. Quarterback, protection for the quarterback, a running back he can grow with. And then... Um, yeah, and the other skilled player that's sometimes wide receiver, sometimes running back is Tony from Florida. I'm trying to see where they had him. Mm-hmm. I think he is going to the first round somewhere. Um. But yeah, I mean, my thing is, I I like the Jets to get out of this pick. I really, mm-hmm. and that's what I would, I mean, I would forecast them possibly doing if they don't go um, offensive tackle, uh, because yeah. if you get, if you get, um, um you know, your, your quarterback, you, you want to do what the Miami did was, well, let's, let's get our insurance. Now we got our quarterback. Let's get some insurance, you know? So Mm -hmm. if you don't do that, um, you know, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of running backs, you know, good running backs, you know, in the later rounds. Um, yeah. You know, um, I'm trying to, think you know i mean naji for sure could be there at 34 um if mm-hmm. you don't get etn could even possibly get be there you know he could still like you said yeah. he could still possibly be there so if you go quarterback yeah. offensive tackle and running back you just you just let the other teams decide what they want and then you just rest in the fact that you know you just pick up you know your running back in the second round that's that's what I would I, like for the you know what I would like to see the Jets do. I could see Buffalo maybe going ETN at thirty. Um, I feel like they they have different they have needs. Um, but anybody Jacksonville at twenty five maybe. But I if the Jets don't take ETN at twenty three, I don't see a team that's left from 23 to 32 that will be taking ETN. You know, the only thing is um, you could you could make an argument for Jacksonville in the second round, but then, like you said, Najee Harris is still there, uh, literally a pick later. Yeah. You know, so I, I, think, I think if they don't trade 23, they need to definitely um, invest in an offensive line. At that position, at, at that at that pick, don't trade it. You're gonna get some picks for um, Darnold. They're not gonna be very high, but you're gonna get something. Yeah. Um, for his age and for you know he's he's a good quarterback. It's just you know it just didn't work out on a, on a bad Jets team. Um, teams, I should say. <laughs> so you're gonna get something for him. Um, but. I, I I don't go running back there just because like you said there's so many more holes, and if you're going Zach Wilson at two, you're gonna need to get him protection. Yeah. Um. Or or you're gonna have a Joe Burrow situation, and so um, protect your quarterback, 
get your skill players in the later rounds. Yeah. You know, I th- I think there's you know what's interesting about this draft is there is not sure as sure picks. You know, I look at the names, I look at the talent. There aren't mm-hmm. as many sure bets as we've seen the last two years. Like sure yeah. bets, you know, that that especially like the wide receivers last year. I mean, the wide receivers taken have been, you know, have made huge differences on their teams, you know, right away. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> this class, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is a sure thing, but yeah, this class is, ri- you know, riddled with good quarterbacks, good who had success at the collegiate level, you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, so that's why, I almost debate, you know, I, I think, do you just keep building your assets if you're the Jets, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because Zach Wilson, once you leave Trevor Lawrence, the quarterbacks don't feel like they're a sure thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Do you do you contemplate just getting out of these picks? Because I think there's a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of teams that are closer you know, who are just like their pieces a quarterback away, you know, that would be maybe something something could come up where they could trade up. So a lot of interesting things. Um we we also need to consider with the Jets, and I like how this mock draft has just turned into the dra- the Jets. Um because they're a very interesting team. Well this they got they got not, the picks. Yeah, they got interesting picks. Yeah. This is not um, th- gonna be the Jets this year. This is not this year's Jets. This is going to be Robert Sala's Jets. There's gonna be a better leader there. There's going to be better. Um, just overall, the Jets are not gonna be a playoff team next year. But this is definitely I can see an eight win team just because of Robert Sala mm. at head coach now. And so we we have to almost erase our mindset when it comes to what we saw from the Jets this year and just be like, this is going to be a better team just because the leadership is going to be better, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. and- I feel like they if they feel like they can compete in that division right now, you, you shoot your shot at a quarterback. Yeah. You know? Um, and then you see where you go from there. Yeah. I, uh, I, I guess. Yeah. And, and I, I, and that's a good point because I mean, there in the later weeks, I really saw the defense, like the talent they had on defense. Um, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I think was it Greg Williams was the coordinator, whatever you think of him, you know, I mean, you saw the talent yeah. there. You know, with Quentin Williams and the rest of them, you know, for you know, but you 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 can start seeing the the form of a good team starting to happen because they started to be like Miami before that year. They started to be kind of competitive there late, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's a credit to their defense, and so I think they've got a lot, and that's the reason you know you see them kind of going all offense right now is because that's what they need. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. I just, I just, I don't know. I always get like, because when you've got such a quarterback heavy, heavy draft, do you consider any of these guys that aren't considered the top, you know, that aren't considered the Trey Lance or Zach Wilson or Trevor Lawrence is because they're there's to me, 
there feels like a significant drop off when you leave Trevor Lawrence. And then when you get to these mm-hmm. other quarterbacks, you could kind of just be like, well, how are they going to compete in the combine? You know, what are, what is that going to look like the rest of this draft process? You know? Yeah. Cause like I said, there's a lot of successful collegiate quarterbacks that aren't, you know, that are going to be forecasting in the fifth and fourth rounds, you know? So, I mean, yeah. Um, that's what makes it interesting. That's what makes it interesting. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So, do you just get more assets, you know, moving forward? Mm-hmm. Or does, yeah. does a team have enough assets that you would be interested in, I guess is the bigger question. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that about wraps up our show as always. Let us know what you're thinking. Um, and mm-hmm. we will be, um, be talking. I'm sure a lot about the Super Bowl upcoming Super Bowl. So yes, we will see you next time. <laughs>